My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to my Tech Decisions Podcast. In this episode, Tech Decisions Editor-in-Chief Tom LeBlanc steps in to discuss net neutrality, its impact on the industry, and its impact for technology managers with Narsi Narayanan, Senior Vice President of Clear One. We also have a sponsored interview with Dan Shore, Engineering Manager and Product Manager at TOA Electronics, about audio conferencing, but more on that in a moment. As many of you know, on December 14th, the FCC voted to remove the distinction of Title II on internet service providers, effectively removing a number of restrictions and guidelines that ISPs had been forced to follow since the Title II classification was given in 2015. This vote could very well lead to the end of net neutrality as we know it, allowing ISPs to block or throttle bandwidth for different companies, offer tiered payment plans for customers to pay more to access different aspects of the internet, and more. It could also lead to more investment, better products, and better service. Those opposed and for the removal of the distinction have vastly different ideas of what it will lead to. If you'd like to learn more, Tech Decisions wrote a comprehensive article breaking down what the vote means, why some are for it and some are opposed, and what you need to know about the controversial figure behind the vote, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai. In any case, the removal of Title II distinction could have serious impacts on technology managers and their organizations. Tom LeBlanc discusses these implications with Narsi. They talk about how this vote could affect meeting room technology, cloud services, how B2B communication like video conferencing and collaboration will be affected, and more. Take a listen if you want to learn how the FCC vote might affect the systems in your organization. First, though, let's listen to our sponsored podcast with Dan Shore. This interview is brought to you by TOA Electronics. TOA Corporation is dedicated to the development, manufacturing, and distribution of premier audio and security products. TOA's extensive line of audio products includes amplifiers, speakers, mixers, wireless microphone systems, digital processors, and network audio. In this interview, Dan Shore will discuss audio conferencing best practices and some of TOA's solutions for audio conferencing. Enjoy. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. I am Jonathan Blackwood. Today we have Dan Shore, Engineering Manager and Product Manager for TOA Electronics. Thank you for joining us, Dan. My pleasure. We had Dan on to talk about audio conferencing and audio collaboration. And to start, Dan, why is audio quality so important to audio conferencing? And why is it so hard for end users to find a quality solution? Well... It seems like a fairly easy question, but it but it's not. Audio quality is uh, extremely important to audio conferencing. Um, extraneous noises, uh, uh, room reflections, HVAC, all of these combine to really deteriorate audio quality in audio conferencing situations. And it's uh, there have been many many attempts to try and alleviate those problems from mounting 20 microphones around the table to uh, having conference solutions where you use a push-to-talk button, uh, but none of them have been particularly successful. 
Your Nubio integrated audio collaboration system addresses a lot of these problems. Why should end users consider Nubio for their audio conferencing needs? Well, the Nubio is part of an audio collaboration system that TOA has introduced. It's one of two pieces. Uh, it's actually the uh, AMCF1, and it is specifically designed for huddle room and small conference room applications where you want to easily be able to attach your computer to a, uh, an audio device, uh, have video through that audio device, and be able to communicate effectively over one of the many online tools available. Uh, the Nubio, or AMCF1, is uh, a, a device that hangs on the wall, is installed on the wall very easily, and it has a steerable microphone in it and a high-quality uh, set of speakers uh, in a soundbar-type configuration. This allows the steerable portion of the microphone to uh, hone in on a, uh, a specific speaker, while at the same time ignoring or reducing uh, extraneous noises. So with, uh, with the AMCF1 in a huddle room situation, it's everybody's point, uh, looking at the screen and speaking naturally with a microphone that has an extended uh, horizontal pickup up to about 12 to 15 feet, and uh, everybody is heard extremely clearly. TOA also has uh, the Amio Array microphone system. How can this technology work with your other technologies for an organization in order to produce a quality audio conferencing experience throughout uh, the company? The Amio microphone is a standalone microphone and processor that is processor agnostic. It is a reasonably priced solution to a room where it's a steerable microphone is the uh, the best solution for the room. Multiple microphones can be placed in the room and uh, with the proper processing be sent out over a standard uh, conferencing system, a high definition conferencing system, or be used for a web-based uh, conferencing system. If any end users want to uh, get in touch with TOA Electronics or utilize your technologies, what can they expect when working with TOA and how can they get in touch? Well, TOA works through a dealer network. All of our dealers are well experienced with our equipment. Um, you can talk to TOA directly by calling our product support group or by calling any of our sales representatives. The best way to get a hold of people at TOA is to go to our website at www.toaelectronics.com. And in the back, contact us. You will have our regional sales representatives. They'll be able to direct you to local dealers. If you have technical questions, we have two offices, one in San Francisco, and one in New Jersey. So our product support group is available from 8 a.m. New Jersey time to 5 p.m. Pacific time. Great, Dan Shore, Engineering Manager and Product Manager for TOA Electronics. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. 
And now Tom LeBlanc's interview with Nasri Narayanan, Senior Vice President of Clear One on net neutrality. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this My Tech Decisions podcast. I'm Tom LeBlanc, Editor-in-Chief of MyTD, pinch-hitting for your regular My Tech Decisions podcast host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of MyTD. We're recording this on what is expected to be a big week for those of us here on Earth who, at least from time to time, access the Internet. In other words, this is a big week for just about everybody. All indications are that the Federal Communications Commission, under President Trump, is set to roll back the Obama-era net neutrality regulations this week. It's expected that the FCC chairman will repeal the regulations that prevent broadband companies from blocking or slowing access to websites or services. We're talking about it on a MyTD podcast because, well, you use the internet in a lot of the technology systems that you use in your organization. Think about it, from meetings, from digital signage, collaboration solutions, conferencing and beyond, internet is a big part of the solutions that you provide to your organizations. So today we're joined by Narsi Narayanan. Narsi is Senior VP of Finance for Clear One, a maker of collaboration and audio technologies used in conferencing and meetings. Narsi, thanks for being here today. Thanks, Tom, for inviting me and providing me an opportunity to uh, represent uh, Clear One's uh, interests. Uh, I hope uh, this interaction uh, with you will benefit not only uh, our industry as well as the audience here who are uh, here to uh, listen to our conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think you know one thing I hope to accomplish is to address maybe a little bit of the confusion. Um, surrounding net neutrality. And one way we can do that is, you know, Narsi, I gave, you know, such a broad uh, picture of what's going on, not even talking about, you know, meeting room technologies and conferencing, we have the things we want to kind of get to in relation to how it's going to affect the folks in the audience. But can you maybe do a better job than I did of, um, of, of describing, you know, what you think the repeal is going to do on a grand scale? Um, we know from the experience in the past that uh, this industry is pretty competitive. When I talk about industry, I'm talking about the uh, ISP folks that provide uh, broadband, uh, broadband uh, services, and this is a very competitive industry, and they are not afraid of using their power and their influence to get what they want, actually. And it has been a pretty litigious uh, industry. You can see for a long time, uh, they have had all kinds of fights with uh, local level, uh, national level, and also uh, uh, at state levels, actually, at different levels. They are pretty good at using their power. The reason why I'm going there is... um, even without uh, this net neutrality rules, uh, there have always been concern about their power. So if the net neutrality rules are removed, it's hard to uh, predict how deep uh, this uh, interest to control uh, this game can go on, actually. Um, uh, what I understand uh, today is that uh, we all have uh, uh, same type of treatment uh, 
we consume the um, internet uh, as consumers, as cloud services, uh, audio, video conferencing, media, uh, rich media that comes through, all those things. Uh, but, uh, and also as uh, people who provide this content, actually. So there are uh, at least two groups of uh, uh, players. Um, um, net neutrality is going to provide uh, a favored um, uh, position with respect to certain services, actually. And it can, again, affect uh, directly the content providers or the end users. They will have, uh, uh, without more rules, they will have all the power to uh, regulate and uh, uh, negotiate with people the way they want. And then they, I mean, is uh, ISP providers, actually. Okay. Um, I see it like similar to having uh, high occupancy lane uh, in the uh, traffic, uh, where uh, uh, most people may think it's a good thing uh, that uh, HOV is there. But unlike uh, roads and uh, uh, physical structure, where uh, you are given certain thing that you need to work with. Um, with the um, high-tech broadband thing, uh, you should strive to in increase the overall throughput, then try to ration it, uh, which I think is uh, backward. Okay. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, like when people think about net neutrality, it, kind of the, the, the thing that pops into a consumer's mind is, okay, well, you know, now it, it might be harder for me to access the content that I want to access, or it might be more expensive for me to access the content that I want to access, or because um, internet service providers are often uh, also involved in, in content creation and content, content distribution, then, then there's yet another layer of control that affects how I'm able to access content. And that is rarely ever a good thing when it comes to creativity and, and content mm -hmm. and general, generally for consumers who are interested in, um, you know, accessing the things that they're interested to, interested in. What's confusing to me, and I think confusing to a lot of folks that work in the audio and video and IT realm, is how is all this stuff going to affect B2B communication, things like conferencing, things like on-screen video collaboration. It's hard to wrap our heads around exactly how net neutrality, uh, the repeal of net neutrality can affect things like meeting rooms and how organizations are interacting with technology. Can you kind of tie it together for this industry, for these folks in the audience? How might net neutrality affect them? Uh, I think it's uh, very likely it's going to affect uh, our AV industry uh, negatively than positively. Uh, net neutrality, uh, removal of net neutrality, provides the power for uh, the ISP and the carriers to negotiate better rates and to control uh, how they would want to give it. Without more rules, it is harder to predict how it's going to go. But give, if once the power is shifted to ISPs, uh, the 
emphasis is going to be on more uh, profits and more revenues for them which uh, means it's going to get more expensive with uh, these kind of rich services um and this is a, a likely scenario we don't we don't have a crystal ball how this is all going to evolve but uh, since uh, our industry uses uh, uh, bandwidth uh, more than just the browsing um the it's likely that uh, the these services will uh, attract attention for isps as a potential source for more revenue um and uh, uh, this is going to affect end users um uh, uh, who do not have uh, quality of service contracts in place and uh, who do not have the ability to negotiate with isps in a particular way to have uh, uh, it's likely that the quality of uh, their uh, video service and even um, high bandwidth uh, cloud services uh, it, it it affects not only just the media part of uh, service it also affects uh, uh, as consumers um, since most of the uh, services are now cloud based evolving services if traditional things are still there uh, any uh, enhancement or any new type of service that's out there um, they are going the cloud route and uh, it's going to have a, a chilling effect on those services um, uh, you it's hard to predict who will get exempted who will be charged more but the uncertainty itself will be very detrimental to the end users um and this is going to impact people in a different way actually people who uh, especially among the end users who have negotiating capacity who have more strength um they might survive people who do not have that kind of negotiating strength who are just a commoner negotiator commoner uh, consumers they will be likely to be affected more they don't have the bargaining strength they have to just react so uh, all in all the uncertainty will uh, hamper more installations of uh, av equipment and also the adoption rate of uh, the av services at a higher rate actually so i'm in the process of you know for our other publication commercial integrator which analyzes the um, integration market for av um <clears throat> av solutions i'm in the process of analyzing our state of the industry report which includes a survey of um you know companies in the industry and one of the things that is uh, kind of glowing in that survey as we crunch the data is how well the corporate market is performing. Most of the companies who took the survey found that they're installing more uh, solutions for corporate customers, or they did install more solutions for corporate customers in 2017, and they anticipate tremendous growth in that market in 2018. And through our analysis, we kind of realized, you know, one of the reasons the corporate market has really taken off is because, you know, things like collaboration solutions, um, things like wireless presentation, um, things that make it easier for small meetings to be really productive and uh, facilitate collaboration and facilitate uh, working with remote employees. Those solutions have gotten more affordable. Um, it's kind of lowered the 
the bar in terms of whether or not a company feels like that's something that they have access to. So many companies are looking for those types of solutions. So based on what you're saying, that's all kind of up in the air with the repeal of net neutrality. If there's going to be a big question mark in terms of, you know, how well things are going to perform in the cloud, how well, you know, um, how well things are going to be transmitted, how much things are going to cost, that could hamper, um, you know, folks' ability to purchase this stuff. Do you agree? Um, I, I think I don't want to paint a very negative picture um, because we don't know how this is going to exactly impact. Um, uh, but I do think the uncertainty with uh, how this is all going to be dealt with itself is enough to be a dampener in the uh, immediate uh, uh, investment decision making, actually. Uh, it's, uh, it may all sort out, but uh, I don't think the industry can afford to have um, uh, this type of uncertainty out there. And uh, and it will take a while before uh, there is uh, clear information as to who are going to be winners and losers and what is the cost of all of these things, actually. Uh, uh, one thing I'm pretty confident is that overall cost is going to go up, actually. Uh, okay. Well, no, I appreciate that you don't want to be negative. And actually, that's a good transition to talking about what positive might come out of the repeal of net neutrality. Because, you know, I mean, I, I I haven't been able to wrap my heads around what the motivation is to repeal the the regulations outside of um, you know, facilitating opportunities for the ISPs. But there are folks out there who see a lot of value in the repeal of net neutrality. Some say there's a potential for um, uh, it to increase cybersecurity measures. It might facilitate cybersecurity, which is, you know, kind of uh, an elusive goal for a lot of organizations, both uh, on the service provider side and both for uh, IT professionals working within their organizations. Do you see the potential for positive aspects to I, come from the repeal? Uh, to my knowledge, uh, the current net neutrality rules uh, already allow ISPs to block unlawful uh, activity. Uh, you don't need the net neutrality to be removed for them to act on it. Uh, but if there is a side benefit of somehow cybersecurity uh, improving. Um, I'm slightly skeptical about it, uh, mostly because of our experience that the rules uh, are only abided by uh, good people. Bad people get around it, actually. So uh, I would not uh, pay the cost of uh, if... Uh, um, better cyber security at the expense of uh, all the other things that we talked before. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. What about, you know, the folks in the audience, you know, you figure, you know, folks who listen to My Tech Decisions podcast, many of them uh, work for organizations and they have technology purchasing responsibilities. Maybe they're IT directors, maybe they um, have some other position that requires them to make sure that their organization's meetings are running smoothly through use of technology, 
um, you know, facilitating, as I said before, collaboration and conferencing solutions. What should those folks be concerned about or at least pay close attention to going forward once the net neutrality regulations are repealed? Uh, I think uh, as consumers of the this broadband, um, you may want to take a close look at uh, different applications that uh, you use to consume, actually. You may have a very uh, high bandwidth uh, data-consuming ERP system, that's cloud-based ERP system. And uh, you may have AV services uh, that go through it, actually. Um, so you may want to get an understanding of how your different applications consume the uh, bandwidth that's already available to you, actually. Um, second thing you have to figure out is to uh, uh, understand your current uh, contracts with your ISPs, actually. I think that would be helpful. Uh, do we already have uh, QoS, actually, quality of service measures built in that guarantee certain types of uh, service, actually? Um, and if you, it would also be a good idea to have a good relationship with your uh, ISP account managers if you have one. Uh, so you can be proactive in getting the uh, information on how it's going to exactly affect your account. Actually, it would, it would, it's not going to be easy to understand uh, all the new rules and new things. So it. it uh, uh, being proactive, have all of these things in place, will uh, help uh, you if you are in a position to negotiate, uh, negotiate uh, better, or if you have to just react by looking at uh, the cost and uh, be prepared for your budget or get alternative quotes, actually, uh, to check uh, uh, how other ISPs will help you in similar situations might help, actually. Okay. Well, like you say, it's all up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. We have our theories about what's going to happen and how it's going to impact folks. But the most important thing or the most important piece of advice I take away from what you just offered is pay really close attention. You know, keep an eye on what's going on and try to try to be uh, proactive. Narsi Narayanan, Senior VP of Finance for Clear One, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about net neutrality and the impact that it will have on, you know, folks who are responsible for AV systems within organizations. Thanks so much for joining us today. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. This has been a My Tech Decisions podcast. I'm Tom O'Blank, Editor-in-Chief of Tech Decisions. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations. <laughs>